So I wanted to take a moment to talk about the verdict or the officer that killed George Floyd. I watched the whole um, case from start to finish, listening to all the witnesses, and I saw a lot of pain coming from the the community in general. But uh, a lot of what was portrayed was the uh, people of color really appearing uh, helpless in that scenario. You know, crying out and doing what they could, but unable to really intervene because police officers are pretty brutal. They're very quick to to murder, to brutalize, and to oppress the general population. Um, and the verdict itself calls into question what what really we mean by police reform or defunding. See, lots of lots of people, especially uh, the white community, latches on to this this notion that black and brown folks want to defund the police as if we do not want police officers to exist, or a security force to exist, or a peacekeeping force to exist, or a, a general force that, uh, or a general force or organization that can keep the peace between neighbors and and civil discussions and civil interactions, right? That's not what, that's not what, uh, defunding the police means. We mean defund meaning demilitarize them. Uh, and I would take it a step further, meaning we need reformation. We need to reform policing from policing to peacekeeping. That sort of mythologized notion of what a peace officer was on the old, on the old frontier west, you know, you see in movies. That was, that's made up. It's mythology. Because policing in, in general was formed to keep, uh, poor people in check, people of color in check, and also as to, as a way to round up slaves. It was a mechanism to protect property over people and over life. Um, this is a very colonized view of, of, uh, keeping the peace because the peace is, is, the piece that the police officers provide is peace of mind for the wealthy and those who own property and, and, and want to keep certain others, the certain, certain caste system or certain caste members, you know, those people in certain, uh, areas, the, the impoverished, the urban, the, the urban demographic of, 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 uh, of the human population that they, they, you know, allow to lease and rent their properties to. They, they got to keep a police force for that. So policing in general is not a good organization or a system. So when we say systemic change, this is what people of color mean. And I can speak on this because I'm a person of color. I've had interactions with police officers my whole life since I was a young boy. Uh, I've never seen a cop or a police officer murder anyone, but I have seen them be very brutal, very unkind, and very... Uh, inconsiderate and, and, and brutal to the, the general population, especially when it comes to protest. Uh, during the Occupy movement, I was around when the protests were, were going on. I didn't participate except for one time I participated by giving a small, short speech. And the reason was is because I don't 
think that we are safe in those scenarios. Uh, anyone who speaks out against systemic uh, oppression is always targeted. I have no idea why you would want to target the vulnerable of your population other than you are being told to or incentivized. And this is what's the problem. This is what the problem is with policing is because they're incentivized to keep a certain demographic in check. The things that they, they inflict upon the impoverished, the unhoused are not the same things that they inflict upon the wealthy, even though the wealthy commit the same sort of atrocities, cr crimes, uh, you know, there's bribery, drug use, alcoholism, domestic violence, uh, theft. It's just a different type of theft. So if a young black man goes and steals a TV or some jewelry from someone's house. He can go to prison for 20 years, but a white collar thief steals your pension and, or, or coerces you into signing horrible, uh, uh, deals on homes. <laughs> and then you end up defaulting on those and they steal your home right from out from under you. These are forms of theft, but they're not, they're not equally policed and, or equally, uh, there's no equal use of brutal force upon these two demographics. So the reformation is in having an equal share as the public and the general population to point this out, have it be reformed and, and change the, the, the way that we go about prosecuting and, and inflicting justice upon criminal behavior. First, need to address what criminal behavior is. If theft is theft, then theft should be theft through full, uh, uh, full board, you know. And and it should be, and the punishment should be representative of how horrible the the crime is upon us as a general society. So, if banks are <laughs> stealing large swaths of people's homes and resources, that's a that's a huge theft, rather than you know, young black or brown person stealing a candy bar or, or even a, someone's TV from their home or their car even since uh, these things are a product of resource scarcity, right? Most people don't go around stealing things unless it's things that they most likely need. And yet we also have a demographic of people who steal things because they want more. They don't have enough. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's a different type of form of criminality based upon their environment. So the George Floyd uh, verdict pointed out and, and brought to bear, as has all these other atrocities, or I mean these other criminal shootings and killings of, of black people, uh, it's pointed out that this is the policing is not here to help the people. It's here to keep these, this certain population in check. So when we say reform and defund, I would take it a step further and say that we need to have a public option. We need to have a public formation of, 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 of uh, a peacekeeping force that is, is uh, run by the public in conjunction with the city or the state, but has a direct uh, relationship that is equal, equal footing so that we can say, hey, this is not how we want to be this is not how we want to keep the peace. You, you got to stop criminalizing uh, things that we don't we'll no longer view as, as crime, you know, uh, such as sex work, uh, smoking marijuana, 
um, these things aren't major cr crimes in the view of the public. These are small infractions that don't need to be, that don't need to bring the justice system in as far as like, you know, sending young men to jail or young women to jail because they're, they're merely trying to make a living or they're enjoying uh, a substance that has not proven to be detrimental to the overall health of the uh, uh, civilization. And even those things that are, say like heroin, these are health issues. These are uh, healthcare issues, mental health issues. These are things that we can remedy by getting these people healthcare, mental health care, not by locking them up behind bars. Uh, we need to defund the police as far as incentivizing uh, arrests and ticket giving and and in uh, the scouring of certain parts of the city. Right? We we know these things that and we've seen people do statistical analysis on this stuff and academic analysis. We this is not something that we're just barely learning today. This is something that we can historically look at and see that academia has shown us the error of its implementation. So then, so this is what people of color need to, and in, in, in the black community, and as well as uh, those who consider themselves part of a, a, a different community, meaning the white community or the upper class or the elite. These you're not separate. What affects us is also, will also eventually affect you. So, what would be some possible ways to reform the police? Well, I've mentioned quite a few, meaning we need to have a public uh, representation. You need to be able to have those that live in the neighborhoods also keep the peace within those neighborhoods because who's better to know a neighborhood and how to keep the peace than those who live there, right? And the only reason why we don't do that now is because we've the police policing has become so stigmatized by their their lack of, of, of peacekeeping and their brutality. You know, it's like any other business that you might have. Like, say, I, I used to have a, a small little... Uh, painting business and I would, you know, painting houses for my neighbors. If I was doing a horrible job, I wouldn't have that business for very long. I wouldn't be able to, to keep duping my community into believing that I was doing a good job. If the, the obvious outcome of any of my work was terrible, right? So how is it any different in police work? It should be even more scrutinized because you're dealing with life and death issues, right? Where people are dying because of because of the the quote unquote errors and and and, and uh, bad judgment of uh, this uh, this job because uh, this whole blue lives matter nonsense is is ridiculous. It's not. I don't say painter lives matter, plumber lives matter. You know, this, these are jobs that I can shed and I can go do a different job if it gets too dangerous, like I have. With painting, I said, you know, working with toxic chemicals, my carbon footprint, you know, I don't say painter lives matter. My life matters, right? And all the lives of police officers matter, but their job is to do, is to keep the peace. It's not to brutalize a certain demographic, even at the behest of certain types of, of, uh, governorship and, and, uh, powers that may, that may be. You have to learn to critically think and say, well, this is not working because me coming from outside of this community and inflicting brutal uh, brutality on these people and killing some of their children and their uncles and their, their daughters and their mothers is, is not helping 
the overall health of our civilization. So it's easy to sit in an armchair, this kind of stuff, but it's also something that I know, some, I know something directly because it's a direct experience of mine. And I used to want to be a police officer because of the situation that I grew up in, right? When you live in an, an impoverished part of town, you don't really see the impoverishment until you get old enough to see that, you know, other kids live in a different neighborhood and that perhaps yours, if only you could clean it up, right? Get rid of the, the more unsavory elements of your neighborhood. Perhaps those neighborhoods would reflect the same sorts of, uh, uh, beauty and, and, uh, uh ability to to create uh, safe housing and, and environments for children if they you cleaned up the, the more unsavory elements and, and possibly these these these, uh, these neighborhoods would reflect the same sort of uh, ability to 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 thrive as the other neighborhoods that are getting showered with with state and city help right I never want to saw a street sweeper come through my neighborhood in, a, in our impoverished neighborhood, but in my in my friend's neighborhood who lived in a really uh, a, a better part of town, quote unquote, better part of town, there was always street sweepers and, and, uh, you know, was, there plants and trees and stuff on the side in the sidewalks and the, the sidewalks were taken care of. The, the roadways were taken care of. And you, you saw a real demarcation of how, how things were done on one side of town and the other and the other side of town it wasn't and you did notice that most of these 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 quote-unquote bad parts of town contain a majority population of brown and uh, uh brown and black folk and you also have you know sometimes there's always asians near nearby and and whatnot and, and but you also notice the segregation the sort of redlining and segregation of people by by way of their race is very odd to me uh, that somehow through some sort of miracle that the best part of town contained only white people or, or majority white people. Uh, as I got older, I started to, to, to understand that this was purposeful, that this is, this is built into the system. So when we say systemic change and not talking about, Hey, just a couple of bad apples in the police department, that's nonsense. We know that's not real. So I hope that, uh, we can have a, a better understanding and a, a deeper conversations about these things, but we're going to need people uh, who consider themselves in the white community or in the upper class or the elite to sort of, you know, ratchet down this, this, this uncritical thought pattern that they have, this uncritical thinking and, and, and put themselves in the shoes of others and stop looking at themselves as somehow separate from the other. Because it's like, what happens to us is going to eventually happen to you because we live on a planet and that's a system in itself. The system of policing is what, but one component we have to address economic, uh, disparities. We have to housing disparities. We have to, we have to address all of these issues somewhat simultaneously because as in a system, when you change one thing, it affects another, uh, there's, there's no way to get around that. Uh, systems analysis proves that that you have to you can't it's like your body it's, it's one system's hurting the whole body is sort of is sensing it right it's a good mechanism to say hey i'm sick or i'm hurt or something's wrong you know even though your pinky's healthy your heart might be hurting 
for your lungs, you know, and you have to address that first. It's imperative, right? So if the black and brown community is in peril and it's hurting, eventually that hurt and that pain could lead to system failure, right? To the whole system. And we're seeing that on a larger scale because we're dealing with one little ice and that's not one little isolated thing, but we're dealing with one problem, but we're, we're, we're looking and seeing that it's a broader problem. And it really is it cascades all the way to climate change and the destruction of our planet because we can't break these ideological chains that we've built around ourselves. So that's my two cents on the verdict and the sort of meandering thought of how to look at what black and brown folks are talking about and stop seeing it as some sort of dismantling of the American way. The American way is a hodgepodge of, of configured others, right? All of these different uh, cultures and, and ways of thinking and ways of doing and, and but being whittled down to to narrowly fit a a very small subset of european colonialism and we could create something that's so diverse and so reflective of, of humanity that it is a kaleidoscope that's beautiful a tapestry like a painting but right now it's just a jumbled mess and we need to start getting the pieces figured out and getting the picture formulated and, and one of these avenues is is seeing this verdict and all of this pain as an opportunity to reform and rethink and refashion how we do policing and make it more in line and creating a, 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 a peace a peace force or you know, a, a security force that keeps the peace so that we have peace officers rather than police officers.